0: This is the Poetry in Motion podcast on the Blood Red channel with Neil Fitzmorris, bringing you all the big news and even bigger views on Liverpool FC.
1: Hello and welcome to another episode of We're Top of the League by Eight Points and Brilliant, uh, also known as Poetry Emotional this is me, Neil Fitz. How are you? hope you're well. Joined by the, the dream team, the A-team, and I swear I wish you could see the trousers this man is wearing today. They are on fire. I wish they were. Um, it's, uh, it's Connor. How are you, pal? I'm How?
2: very well, thank you. How are you? I'm
1: good. I'm good, mate. I'm good. Explain the trousers for me. Um... A black and white cheque with a blue stripe in them, cropped three-quarter <laughs> length with... DM. And it's those ones that like, cut off the circulation at the bottom half of your leg in it that all the kids are wearing these days. Well, you know, tight as they come.
0: He is the most fashionable <laughs> man. He, to
1: be fair, he is the on,
0: most... On the whole, in the whole building, I'd say. Well,
1: I'll take it. He is the he is most fashion And of course, of course Kiva as well. How are you,
0: my Lovely. Very good? Not, good, good. not as fashionably as wise as Connor, but um, you know... She don't need to be... live nervous. and He's kicking. Just, you know, exactly.
1: Exactly. Uh, it is the it is the day after the night before, Liverpool versus Napoli. Uh, a game that Liverpool really needed to win to make the sixth game a little bit easier. It didn't work out that way. Um, Napoli were very, very good, but Connor, have they just figured us out? Um...
2: I'm not sure, really. I think Klopp kind of summed it up in his press conference after when he was talking, like, if you'd have seen Napoli play in any of their last five or six games, they haven't defended with everything they've got. They haven't attacked. Like, they just, they had a totally different game plan for Liverpool. And, and I think, you know, that is probably down to Ancelotti. You know, he's a top, top manager. The amount of awards he's won as managers, the amount of teams he's coached, the huge titles. He, he certainly knows how to play Liverpool, doesn't he? It certainly feels like, you know, he seems to have Liverpool's number in terms of the way he sat back and Made that be really compact, really hard to break down, hit Liverpool on the break, and yeah, made a really frustrating game, didn't it, to be
1: honest? I mean, we were all hoping, Keith, we were all hoping that, you know, we'd read these reports of the turmoil with the presidents and £2.1 million worth of fines and euros for the players, and Sydney wasn't playing. Um, and yet they brought the late right game, didn't they? They just seemed to know how to nullify Liverpool's attack.
0: Yeah, I was surprised by that because obviously there was all those reports about not missing training camps and these things, and you were thinking they're going to come to Anfield and maybe not look. as as they looked at the 2-0 game um, in Naples. But I just, I think it's not them. They haven't sussed us out. just think we can't suss them out in terms of how to play them. But they show up differently. If you watch all of them games, even the last season, 1-0, it just felt like, you know, obviously they had that big chance at the end to, to put us out. And I think they reaped a little bit of revenge last night, didn't they? But they're such a difficult team to... To play, to even know how to play. And I'm like, I haven't played them for four times. Please don't get them again next year. I just, I can't face them anymore. I mean, I think
1: they're going to go on. They're, they're, a, they're a decent side. I think, I think they've, got, they've got a lot of strength in numbers, haven't they? And um, Trent didn't, was a below par against Palace. I, th- I thought he had a poor game. He was giving the ball away. He was just, it wasn't really. But an interesting thing last night to, 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 to drop him for Gomez, because... Salah just wasn't in the game, was he? Was that because of that supply line, do you think, that we're normally getting?
2: Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. I mean, Trent obviously played, he's played a lot this season, played both of the England games and came back for Palace and he probably was a little bit tired. Yeah. Um, bringing Gomez in to play like that, that's not Gomez's game. He's not the sort of player who bombs down the right and but, whips balls sorry in. Sorry to interrupt, but, but,
1: but, but when, when Gomez first started taking, the, sort of being in the side before Trent, he was brilliant, wasn't he? But. That was before we realised how good Trent was. And then it's when he comes in now, Gomez, and you realise that he's just more or less a right-back and not that wing-back, and that's what we're losing, aren't we?
2: Yeah, exactly. I mean, Gomez as an actual defender is is superb. You know, we've seen him in central defence at the start of last season. He hasn't quite found it. He's maybe a bit short of confidence this season, but that kind of, you know, with Gomez on the pitch, and, you know, it's a little bit harsh on him because that isn't his game, as we're saying. And we're so used to Trent providing that outlet and bringing Salah into the game and getting forward. But Liverpool just didn't, seemed to have the players on the pitch to break that Napoli team down until say, chamberlain came on and it, sort of 60 minutes and started to create a little bit more. And yeah, as, as you say, it kind of, it left Salah just in the wilderness, really. He, just, he did nothing. And, you know, he, he didn't have an opportunity to do no, anything really either. Thing, when it? he
0: got the ball as well, there was always like three players around yeah. him. It just felt like they targeted him out of everyone because I think they know how intricate he can be. More so, I think Mane takes a bit of a harder sort of, past does and he pass people and a bit yeah. fast that like uses his body more but Sal is quite intricate I think and how he does it and he just seemed to just cotton on didn't he and it was like a blockade they were, at one point it was like a back six and a back like oh, there four was no, there, was, there was 10 behind like, the ball yeah. just, so
1: particularly because they'd taken the leads I mean at uh, a conservation I think that was a foul it was their last shot in the game yeah that Merton shot they didn't have another shot they didn't after have that. He wow. didn't need to, I guess. That was the exactly game plan. It. I mean, I thought, he, I thought if you look at that in slow motion again, he, he looks exactly where uh, Verge is jumping, and he jumps high, lower and elbows him in the hip. Th- in the, in the hip. You yeah, yeah. see yeah,
2: elbowing in the hip. Anyway, Virgil you know. Was some. was fuming after the game. Did you see him? No. He had to go at the referee saying, I'm not going down for no reason. The referee's yeah. not his best game. Well, he doesn't, game. does he? And, you know, his honesty then, I think Rude Hullett said it last night on, I can't remember what channel it was, but he said, you know, Van Dyke's honesty has cost Liverpool essentially, because if he goes down... Liverpool get the free kick but he stands up tries to play on yeah. and then obviously Liverpool are in trouble. And that's
0: the exact same thing with Salah not going down under the challenge from Koulibaly. Yeah.
1: You I know. thought there was a yeah exactly that was We have spoke on it?
0: this podcast before haven't we about Liverpool now and also you know the Barcelona game the dark arts and yeah. all that. Last night they must have we're lost missing. that a little bit, didn't yeah. they? Well it was that
1: interesting moment because they would do it because Napoli were leaving a foot in all over the pitch they would do a do a do were aggressive and it was that moment where where one of their players took Salah, it took Manaya out and Mane Bent over and shook his hand and lifted him up in the air and thinking, "What are you doing?" Yeah, because I mean, look, we all know Maney's an absolute legend he? he's an angel. He, he you know, he, he's an he's an incredibly kind-hearted person. But that guy was taking him out, and and he and to turn around and bend down and do that, you know, I like the Andy Robertson approach sometimes, where he stand over them and give him a bit because it just rocks them a little bit. And I felt like we were a little bit, we were a little bit too too nice last night.
0: I think we were lopsided in that terms because yeah. you seen Robbo every chance he got even towards Bonfrey. the end We put Lorenzo
1: into he,
2: the yeah. team yeah
0: and then but I mean he did jump into he it did, more yeah. so so he, he played on that a little bit but the way they all ran over they they, they were almost the keeper every time and he was catching everything there keeper you know he's a young young goalkeeper but he was he was catching everything like and then just jumping right down to the floor you knew what they were coming well, for well they were, were t- a typical it.
1: one of the Italian sides yeah. dirty and then if you go if you sneeze next to them they're rolling over on the floor that's what, that's what Italian teams do and they and they and they did that very very well. Um, that's another issue I wanted to bring up. Is when you, I mean, Firmino again. Firmino was just lost as well. Yeah. And it's because we're going, but because we're attacking down the wings, he's getting taken out of the game. Firmino obviously wasn't part of the plan. We've lost we lost him, and he he's an outlet to Firmino I think because he goes through the centre of midfield. Lost him, then that kind of changed the way things things ran, didn't it? And uh, I I, I felt for Firmino, and and I have done for the last few games. I know he scored last weekend, but. I think, you know, the one
2: time he got involved last night was that wonderful flick. And he just, yeah. it just reminds you, you just got such a lot of skill and such a lot. can turn defenders around because they don't know what he's going to do. Yeah. And yeah, as you say, he he's I thought bypassed, we, isn't he, by, them? Yeah, by the Yeah, exactly. Just that is what we did. But then last night, I, I thought we just wasted so much of the ball. Just punting crosses well, this is in it. This is the problem. for no real reason. You've got the likes of Koulibaly just there. He's happy to head over Mane and Salah. Like, they're never going to really win that. three
0: central defenders, pretty yeah. much, just. Beating them away, the keeper was catching and that's everything. The pro- that's it just the felt problem. like hitting hope rather than what it usually is. And I feel like not starting Alexander Arnold cost you in terms of that. Because and when he came on he wasn't obviously warmed up to the game, was he? So it was more difficult. I think
1: that's the problem is sometimes when he when he do, you know, um Trent can can put on a sixpence, we know that, we've seen it, and Rabble yeah. can as well. But when they're not it becomes very frustrating because it becomes predictable, doesn't it? And, and and then, so almost you feel like saying, "Well, all right, switch it now. Switch it to midfield." He brought oxlade Chamberlain on, and I think you're right because we had that midfield, and he runs. He does run. He puts a shift in, yeah. and he was coming wide and bringing it in, and it was then just starting to open up. Yeah, it? so he kind of came on. He put the
2: Napoli defenders on their heels almost immediately. Yeah. Actually, getting down the right and putting a cross in. Beautiful crossing. Yeah, and I just, I just thought he. Gave Liverpool that extra bit to get behind the Napoli defence rather than crossing it from sort of thirty-five yards. Weapon to... empty. Yeah, and it just wasn't working. And I thought, yeah, he he definitely added something different to Liverpool's game, and he'll definitely be knocking on the door to come in and play quite a bit in this next month. I think so. I mean, we've got
1: obviously we know we've got this terrifying build-up of games coming up in, in in
2: December, haven't we? And I think that's what makes the result last night so frustrating, to be honest, because there was such a big opportunity to go to Salzburg as group winners, no matter what yeah. happens, and. You know, we just didn't execute any sort of real game plan, did we?
1: And now it's more to think about, isn't it?
2: More yeah, to
0: definitely. We can't rest players who might need a rest because this is massive. You know, we can't, we're the holders of the Champions League. You can't go out at this stage. You know, we drop into the Europa League as well, which kind of makes it worse because if you want to drop out, you kind of want to just yeah. drop out just of drop everything. Out. Doing, yeah. Yeah. You know, with are going for the Premier League title. And I know fans, you do get that kind of feeling around the club at the minute that, it's not like the way Man City are, where they just the fans sort of seem to want to win the league. I do feel like Liverpool fans obviously cherish European nights, but at the minute, because we are eight points and obviously nine points clear of City, it just feels like the fans are just focused on that. It was Come a quiet night, night. you last know. Night, wasn't it just feels it? like yeah. a bit
2: flat, wasn't it? It was flat, wasn't it? I don't know if Liverpool are spoiling us a little bit,
1: and we're taking it a little bit for granted now. I don't yeah. know. I mean, it could be. I mean, we, you know, they've, they've 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 achieved so much with us, and they've put us through so much. I mean, I kept saying to my kids last night, it's all right. And actually, you know, we were one 0 down for the majority of the game. Yeah. We pulled it back. We didn't win. With did our last two games, and were still. positively, we're top of the group, top with of the ten group. points. Yeah. And if we forget a draw against yeah. Salzburg, even if we lose. Yeah, I mean, we, must, we must keep pinching ourselves and being you, positive. You can
2: still go through. You know, it's, yeah. it's not a bad scenario at any stage. It's just frustrating because they had an opportunity to yeah. go through, really, yeah. isn't it?
1: I think so. We mentioned, we touched on him earlier on. Koulibaly. what a performance yet again! I mean, he's he's a monster, isn't he? Isn't he's that? so good.
0: He must be the best, other than Virgil Van Dijk, right now.
1: Which begs the question. And he's
0: twenty eight, and you think I don't know why he hasn't made the move yet? Like I know well now, United will link with him and stuff. Well, but you're kind of thinking they're now they're not...
1: saying that he's more he's more pliable to a move, isn't
2: he? Because of what's been going on now. I think the reason he stayed at Napoli for a bit, I read. Um, uh, you know when they do the Players' Tribune amazing amazing articles written first person from the player and Koulibaly did an incredible one and he basically got taken to Napoli and he's been he's been welcomed there really yeah. so I think he's kind of one of those players who's come from yeah. not a lot in on the streets of France and then gone to Napoli and he's you know been really welcomed I think that's kind of probably where it's, yeah loyalty exactly but you know, you you wonder why you know the biggest club in Europe haven't just snapped
1: him up because he's absolutely sensational. I mean, I know he's going to go for mega books, but we, I, I, I would find it ridiculous if we didn't go him and Virgil Van Dijk in that set. You might as well just you might as well just screw a roller shutter to the crossbar because <laughs> it's no one's just how you get past that. Just I, gonna...
0: I don't know if it would work though because sometimes it when you when you when you've got like a really good and then a, you can't, I don't know if you no can't. It would, work. <laughs> would it work? I don't know. They just they, their, their, their sense, sense like, of awareness, their to... sense
1: of space you wouldn't even need a goalkeeper you wouldn't even need <laughs> Allison. just get Billy Casper out of he you could did, just lean against the goalpost and then we still wouldn't you could see him
0: uh, block Firmino's off the goal line Firmino's shot off the goal line incredible and, yeah and you know that positioning is just excellent you know when, when you see a player like there, that who, reads,
1: who just reads the game Verges do the other one he reads the game so much to the extent where he's sort of he's got a he's got a yard on you anyway I know mm-hmm. Verge's got the pace as well but Koulibaly doesn't seem as fast but he just is so knowledgeable of his area and, and the space that he defends and uh that would be a foot. I mean, just get him so no one else can, because clearly...
0: Someone's going to... Well, he's going to go, surely. Yeah. As soon no, as someone, he becomes available, there's going to be, there's yeah,
1: gonna be a bit so. more there, isn't there?
2: I think you've just got to look at it. Like, we know exactly how good Salah, Manet, Firmino are, exactly how well Liverpool can break down teams, but didn't get anywhere near him, really, did they? There wasn't really a, a chance for uh, any of those three that I thought, oh, wow, you definitely should have scored. There's a few half chances here and there, but Koulibaly's always there, you know, that Firmino one clearing off the line, you know, he's got Salah marked out of the game
1: almost, essentially. I mean, Salah had that lovely little move, but he did move past them, he did get to the byline, whip her back, but it just seemed as though we were too slow getting into the... I mean, obviously there was a lot of Napoli shirts there as well, but it just felt that... It just felt like a bit of a disconnect last night. Yeah. That they just weren't quite on the same page.
0: I think over the last two years as well, last little word on Koulibaly, I haven't seen us play against a better defender. I think no one really stands out in terms of who's... And you've just been like, oh, no, it him again. Like, no Salah he, got past him that goal, Salah put him on the backside goal, for that broke. goal,
1: didn't he? And I think that hurt him. Yeah.
0: But yeah, he, he's a brilliant player, him.
1: Overall, a great performance by by yeah, That's Oji Anderson. Yeah. He did everything right. He got under our skin. He got it. He got into us a little bit and and, and they defended brilliantly. Yeah, exactly. And it was a
2: great finish. Defended with, with all they had, and yeah. It was an excellent finish, to yeah. be fair, despite the foul in the build-up. It was
0: so good because he had to hit it just at that, Split second. Otherwise, it was probably not well, going th- to hit the post. Maybe. And- I think the
1: thing about it was because if you look at it, there was a bit of criticism for Dejan Lovren for not trying to put Mertens further wide, yeah, but he was decision, trying to cover that other player, wasn't he? And at the end of the day, I don't. I think what he's done is I think he said I'm going to track this other player because. Nine times out of ten, that's going across the face of goal, isn't it? Yeah, and he's just hit
2: for it with the outside of his right yeah.
1: foot. It's curled into the corner, just inside the post.
2: It's almost perfect. Yeah, it was.
0: Because um, Alisson's coming out as well yeah. at that time. Yeah.
2: You know, just, it could have looked like a great decision from Lovren if he's trying to square that yeah. ball. So, you know, you can't really be too If bad he runs to Mertens,
1: and just... Mertens just knocks the ball past him, he's finished, yeah. and, he, and he's going to look like a clown for doing it. So okay. I don't think you can really level too much criticism. I at thought Lovren, Lovren
0: had to really, obviously, yeah. got the goal, it didn't well. he? But I thought he was brilliant. And he, the past few games, he just seems to be... I'd done a tweet. I think he's last season to this season. Joel Massip, if you can yeah. figure that one out, but we've been really lucky I just that we feel like he's, he's, he's starting up, to yeah.
1: We've been really lucky that that our that our our sort of our sort of uh, filling centre backs have all done that really well. I mean Gomez did it, and then Massip did it for Gomez, and now Lovin's done it for Massip. So yeah. they've all sort of stood up to the test really, haven't they? Yeah, exactly. I thought I thought Lovren
2: had a really good game against Crystal Palace at the weekend as well. He's I think it's excellent second half. Um, and again, last night I thought I thought he was really, really solid. And and that goal, the header, is, is actually superb. Brilliant. Van Dijk's jumping in front of him; he has no time to see it, and it's powered into the top, well, middle of the top corner. But it, it was, was a great it's goal, an yeah. excellent, great, excellent great, header.
1: Great header. I was I was worried for a bit because I just felt like that we weren't getting anything from that referee. It was almost like he was making oh. a point. It
0: feels like that on European <laughs> games, though, doesn't it? Just that feel referee. like the refs are a lot different oh. to.
1: He was scaring us even with
2: Yeah. And yeah like stopping the free kicks being taken quickly three or four times. He just, he had a shocker, didn't he, really? Yeah, he
1: did. And I was saying to my kids last night, it's almost as though sometimes before a Liverpool game, the referees sit down and go, right, we're going to go out of our way to make sure that that doesn't happen. And we're going to make sure we stand our ground. Because he just, every time they fell over, they got a decision. And every time, we found out nothing. You know, he was just playing on. It was, it was a tough one. i are making excuses, whatever, but but it, it felt like that to I me. I think anyway. sometimes
0: watching referees as Liverpool fans, you kind of think, am I being biased? Or is this just really a painful Thing to watch, and I feel like it was it just felt actually felt it last
1: night, didn't it? I don't think you know. It felt like the ref in the first leg like against Barca at the Nou Camp, where he was just letting them get away with murder.
2: Yeah, it happens, doesn't it? European nights, it's happened well, ever since I can remember watching European football. To be honest, and I think they come. Like, a lot of these European referees come to England and don't let a lot of England team English teams, get away with what they would in the Premier League. And uh, I think you know, as you say, they probably do sit down. How can we stop this all happening? Slow the game down and play at the European pace almost.
1: Yeah, yeah. Fabino, um limped off with an injury. Any news on that? Is it an ankle injury? Um, so
2: Klopp last night basically came and said it is an ankle injury, yeah. But um, I don't know quite how, what it is they're going to do. A scans on him today and they'll have more news. But I think positively... He he played on for a bit. And yeah,
1: I think it was another injury after that. To off and was, I think he got, he got a knock.
2: Ligaments he in his ankle, on. I think, had, had been tweaked. But he, he walked off, which is always a good thing to see, yeah. and he's, he can't play against Brighton anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, he's going to be rested for the derby. So
1: here's hoping he's back. Interesting to see who they fill him with, because um, that was another start last night with with the uh, the Henderson and Milner. Midfield, which is he um, plays a lot of these big games, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. But I always find I found that there was a, it seems to just slow the pace of the team down. I don't want it is. I love Milner. Listen, you know he's beyond any kind of uh, criticism from me. But it it just it tends to slow the pace of the game down. I I, I find, and we were caught a lot in midfield last night in possession, and and um, it makes you wonder what he's going to do for the Brighton game because. Uh, Oxlade Chamberlain's knocking on the door, but is he going to? I mean, what was Naby Kaiser's situation? Was he ill again?
2: Yeah, he was. Yeah, I don't, I don't. It's tricky, isn't it? Because the night before, well, the night before an open training, he's out there, he's training. So he's obviously got an illness or something overnight. But I don't know if, to me, it just strikes me that he's just not settled. He's just not yeah, settled properly ever, ever since he happened, came. And he just, I don't know, it just doesn't seem to be happening for him right now. And you thought something like last night might have been an ideal time for him to come on and, and show what he's doing. But, you know, Brighton are a struggling Premier League side and, and Liverpool you know, go there with the high hopes of getting a win and I don't know, hopefully he'll be back within the match day squad and seeing what he's doing. But yeah, I just don't, I don't think he's settled properly at all and
1: it's... It is um. It is a tricky away, one because we had such yeah. high hopes for him and the problem is when you buy a player and then give him back for a season, you're getting all the little feeds of all the great things he does and of course he's in the Bundesliga doing it and, and you know, you can edit anything down to look good and, <clears throat> and he has that incredible... You, you can see that he's on the verge of being able to do yeah. it he just needs that little break but it's almost as though he mentally says... You're not playing me, so I'm not going to be ready for the next game yeah. for you.
2: Yeah, it's interesting. I, just, I think that with the likes of like him and Oxley Chamberlain, Oxley Chamberlain particularly at the moment, as you say, yeah, they are knocking on the door to be in this team because when it's a little bit laboured sometimes in the midfield, and they are really positive. They get their heads up, they drive forward, they get the midfield and the defenders of the opposition team like turning round, and you know they they bring something different, don't they? And as you say, when the when the front three are getting marked out of the game and getting totally you know bossed around, and that's you know so rare to say, but like last night they did really. Yeah you need somebody like Oxley Chamber to come in and provide something and you know I think it'll be interesting to see what he does at Brian I think he might be there
1: and, and another yet another uh, he hasn't kept a clean sheet yet Alison. this is extraordinary isn't it it's it's, it's a weird one no clean I sheets and it's the,
0: the worst run one since 1998 which is quite <laughs> worrying but then we'll win, I know obviously we didn't win last night but we are winning games so it's one of them I just it's, feel like the the rotation of that <clears> other you know Virgil van Dyke's partner in, in, in centre half I just feel like that's not helping the situation because someone new is coming in, you know, every every few games it seems to be, you know. And the teams that do win the Premier League, if you look back, I think John Terry played I think was it twenty fifteen, played every minute. I feel like remember Leicester, they had pretty much the whole team for the whole season.
1: That's important, isn't it? I think
0: that is so important to just build up that week-in, week-out sort of relationship, isn't it? And knowing where you are and how you... And I feel like with Lovren in more so now, I think the clean sheet should hopefully come at the weekend, you'd like to think. But obviously, you know, I, I you know you can say I'm by O'Connor? Connor. I don't think it's... A, I'm not massively worried. I'll
1: tell you what, I'll tell you what... I mean, and again, we, we're at great pains to say this. which We want to be positive and we are positive. Liverpool, every week upon week, are changing the game. They're changing... You know history; they're, they're rewriting it all the time. What was the thing about Palace last week? Was the first time the ten league matches uh, away uh, down in down south has ever been done or something in it? Oh, so, yeah, something like that. It was something that was. The- I think Gary Lineker said it before they brought to the go. I mean, it, it's brilliant, but I think we also need to look at other elements as well. Let's let's rejoice in what they are doing, definitely, but uh, you know, the first half against Palace, no shots on goal. And do you do you do you do you, do you see any kind of worrying trend here of? of of how maybe teams are starting to get onto the wing and flicking the ball into the box. Um, and do we need to chase, do we need to mix it up a little bit more? Because the because there was a time when Liverpool were getting, you know, whatever, between 15, 20 shots on goal. per half, I mean, they were that prolific in front of goal. And it seems to be drying up. Is it just the game is changing? Is it the opponents are changing? Because let's face it, Liverpool are in a situation now where every single game we play, we're playing against a team that want to be the first teams to beat us. And that is lifting everybody's games. So it's becoming so much harder for Liverpool to keep doing what they're doing. And the fact that they are still doing what they're doing is remarkable. But yeah. do, do you find, is there any worry with that trend of, of the sort of lack of attacking options and the lack of, with what we've got up front?
2: Yeah, I think, you know, we've got a world-class attack and, and that you can't really forget that. And, you know, they have each of those three players who start like Firmino, Mané and have a moment in them where they can produce a little bit of magic to score a goal from almost anywhere. Yeah. And, you know, teams are fighting tooth and nail yeah. to keep them out, and I think then it's, it is up to Klopp. And, and to be fair, last night he did change the formation from four three three to four two three one, and that did start to change the game a little bit. And I think you know when you set up in a four three three, Liverpool know how to play that, and they play so extremely well. but They we haven't lost in the Premier League this season; they've drawn one game. So you know, clearly teams teams know they're going to set up like that. But they you can't defend it; they can't yeah. you know play against it. But then when teams perhaps do have the three centre-backs five at the back score an early goal and sit in like Nappy did sort of change it into a three one you could maybe do it a little bit earlier and you maybe look at different options and we do have a couple of those things you know like we said about Oxlade-Chamberlain you know Origi you know has, has an ability and he, he certainly has changed games when he's come on that left wing yeah. and, and got a bit of pace on that side so I'm not, I'm not too worried at the moment it's just, it's just it's so hard to, to be worried isn't it with Liverpool winning so much
0: Tree emotion
1: on the blood red channel. I think you said before that we're spoiled. Yeah, we are almost, oh, and we only have to look across the park to realise how badly you can go. So we are spoiled by it, but it's in. It, it, there's an interesting thing in a sense that you know we've already this time, uh, this season, gone behind in three matches and that's to, and we've had to try and claw that back. We've done it, of course, we've done it because because of, of, of the ability we've got in the pitch and and the strength of character we've got in the pitch as well, but. um it is a bit of a woody when you when, when you sort of suddenly having to play catch up.
0: I think the players will be getting a little bit fed up as well. Obviously, they're not going to play till the whistle stops, but and they have shown us that you know last gasp, gasp goals week in week out. We're sort of just expecting it now, but I don't know. I think they like the fans. It's enjoyable because we're winning so late on, like we did the Palace and Villa, and you know it is in, an enjoyable way to win as your heart is about to like give out at the same time. But I just feel like we're just due a good 4-0, do you think, against Brighton. Just to sort of say, hang on, we are the champions of Europe and this is how we play football. I just think we need the front three just to have one of them performances where they're just unplayable and everyone on the pitch just looks, you know, the red arrows, just bring them back for this game. And I just feel like that'll take us then into that mad December, what we've got ahead, because I think we just need a confidence boost because every time we've almost got it it's been like marred by something like the gank was we 4 nil up and then uh, Lovren gave the ball away and it was 4-1 it was just like you know we were so close to the clean sheet and I just yeah. think we need that going forward because you know you obviously there's mem- momentum there because we're winning games but I just feel like that momentum now needs to be just Liverpool battering someone and I think Brighton need to be Liverpool's victim
1: I think as well a lot of things we've got one of the things we've got to take into account is the fact that the only team really that, that play our game this season have been City mm-hmm. and they tried it and we spanked them so every team we're coming up against aren't playing an open flowing football they're not they're just trying to stop us from playing football so it's a different puzzle to try and fix isn't it and we've been doing it so far brilliantly but it's just that thing now of we don't really get like Napoli last night early goal 10 behind the ball very difficult for Even for even for uh, Mane, Salah and Firmino, it's very difficult for those three to go up against nine in the box. It's more or less three on a man. Yeah. Very difficult for them to unpick that lock, isn't it? So the, it's the ironic and the frustrating thing is that we only you're probably only going to see the red arrows when a team comes prepared to play against us because that's when we'll tear them apart. Like
2: Norwich, for example, they play pretty open, expansive football yeah. and we picked them off pretty well, to be fair, in the opening yeah. game of the season. I think you've also got to remember last night Napoli, they have some really, really solid defenders here we talked about. And actually... I thought they defended superbly. They concentrated for the whole 90 minutes. Yeah. There wasn't really a mistake in their whole defending. So I think, you know, you're kind of relying on teams to, if they're going to sit back, you, you're relying on teams to make a mistake. And, you know, with the Mount Liverpool attack, and we've seen it time and time again, Mount Liverpool attack, they do eventually score. So it's not like a foolproof plan, but sometimes when you, you come up against a really good side who aren't prepared to play proper football, as you'd like to say, then you, you, it is a struggle.
1: And then, just, and then, like you say, Salah, Mane... And Firmino are capable of, do it, of turning it okay. on, a, on a sixpence ante in a second. But the problem is, the longer they're kept out of a game, the more difficult it is because they're, really, they're not really on the level, are they? They're not really at the pace of the game. And I think that happened last night. It certainly more with sour than anyone else. You had moments, but... And, and Firmino as well. I mean, obviously Brighton is a home. The next two games are at home. Yeah. Brighton and we've got some team near the bottom. I can't, <laughs> I can't think what they're called. Could don't know. Not sure. Not sure. I can't remember the <laughs> others.
2: Yeah, um, I was at their game actually. I was at their game against um, against Norwich, and blimey, I I've never really seen a performance so bad. Um, the team just looks like it's totally given up. Um,
1: well, the question is, are they going to get rid of the manager before the derby? Because nothing can spare the team on to have to put a, to just, put a session in and a new manager. They've he
0: said he's staying for the Leicester game, haven't they? where where, the, where
2: do they go? What's a suitable replacement? Who do they get to lift them out? Because their next <coughs> run is something like oh, Leicester Liverpool. United, Arsenal, Chelsea, Leicester, it's crazy. Lazy. Yeah, Because yeah. they've had a, such a, a decent start or an easy ish start to the season, just not made any of the most of it. And they've lost 2 0 to Villa, to Sheffield United, to Norwich, and they're all three promoted teams. So you'd be hoping for Liverpool to <laughs> capitalise on that, but you'd never want to speak to It's too heartbreaking, early, do
1: you? isn't it? It is heartbreaking. I'm playing the world's smallest violin as we speak. <laughs> um, let's look at them games then. So, of course, Brighton, the next game at home, and then the Derby. Um, and then and then Bournemouth away. I mean, luckily enough, we've got. I'd say luckily enough, but we've got some nice home games coming up anyway that we can just, which will help, I think, with them with the ridiculous kind of fixture list we've got coming up. And the big one, of course, uh, in the Champions League is on the tenth of uh, December. Salzburg away could have done. We're just having it in the bag by then, couldn't we?
0: Especially yeah. with Salzburg that. Haaland scoring goals, with, he scored twenty goals What was the last night? It was 3-0 before I stopped listening. 4-1 I think yeah, it Yeah,
2: he's the first teenager in Champions League history, or European history, to score in five consecutive games.
0: Which is just ridiculous.
2: It's ridiculous.
0: to so, think he burst onto the scene with the hat-trick? We were all thinking, oh, maybe, you know first half hat trick against I think did Genk as well, wasn't it? Yeah. And everyone was going, Oh his dad play you know, it was sort of like finger. and now yeah. he just he just can't stop and he
2: scored against Napoli, scored against Liverpool. He's
0: nineteen. He's it's ridiculous.
2: Yeah, it
1: is, isn't it? It is it is it's gonna be a tough game now.
2: Yeah, well
0: Especially away.
2: Salzburg don't lose at home. They haven't lost at home for a long, long time. I haven't got the stats in front of me but I
1: mean a draw does it for us, doesn't it? It well.
2: does, yeah. We qualify with a draw. We can even qualify with a loss, but it would need to be Five, four at minimum. We need to score four away goals. Yeah, because
1: so. at the moment we're on count back. We're, we're losing, aren't we? that which is what we got through on last time. I think wasn't it? it was count back? But we're not. But not now. Apparently.
2: Yeah, I think head to head because we'd if Salzburg beat us, we'd finish on the same amount of points. But Salzburg obviously scored three away goals, and it goes head to head all the way down. So we'd need to score more than three away goals if we lose. Uh, but any sort of result gets Liverpool through. However, PSG, Barcelona, Juventus have all finished already top of their groups. So you don't really want to be finishing in second straight you're out of the knockout easy. rounds Definitely because not. you can't play anyone from your country first and then you're going to be playing a, a big, big side straight away. So, Which yeah, I think is
0: never, not always a bad thing for Liverpool. You look at Bayern Munich last season. I feel like, Playing against Salzburg, Genk, Napoli, with respect to them. I don't think Liverpool can quite switch on that. They seem to
1: raise the game, Yeah, they just seem
0: to go, oh, hang on. Like the Man City game and stuff. And, you know, the Red Arrows, which we speak of, we've seen them over the past few seasons against Roma, Man City, you know, whoever else we beat Munich. And I just feel like... I'd rather us sometimes get a harder team because I just feel like we're better at it. Where I think like City always seem to do quite well in the draws, don't they? Getting yeah. like, you know, the lesser sides. Yeah. And, you know, that's their way. But Liverpool. Who have they got in the next round of the, way, of the, of the Champions League?
1: Milton Keynes, isn't it? Um, <laughs> I mean i to tell you what as well, if, if that did happen and we did end up getting one of the big teams, who'd be carzying themselves more? The big team, let me tell you that yes. well. We're the big team. But if you got a if if we got a Barcelona, they would be absolutely Dreading facing up, again. Field. yeah.
0: Again, especially
2: boss, that would be mad, wouldn't it? We got oh, Bayern or boss or PSG. Because remember, Firmino's three yeah. two in the yeah. last last season. Desire, you when to go yeah, yeah. back with so. Oh yeah, PSG would be quite interesting.
0: You know, yeah. that,
2: that's the other side of the coin, isn't it? You don't, you know, you don't really want to be drawing Barcelona. but then you do, kind of want to be drawing Barcelona.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because now, obviously, for the first time in I two thousand and fourteen, we were doing, we 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 were looking like we could have the league. This feels like we have the tools to be able to carry out the job this year, doesn't it? Without wanting to tempt fate. So the big question is how much of, how damaging is it if we don't get through the champions? League? I'm going to do the devil's advocate here. Is there a possibility of, 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 of us not getting into the champions league, strengthening the hopes of winning the league? Or are we in this position now where I know it's an obvious question. We want to do both, but, would that tie up some of the freedom for, to be able to calm down rather than concentrating on two, on two fronts?
0: I don't ever think they can propel you. It's it. a stupid question. I hate like, myself
1: for saying it, but I'm saying no, that as a you, devil gap. If you look
0: last season, obviously the night before the Barcelona 4-0 comeback, um, company scored that goal for City, didn't he? And yeah. I just feel like our season was over. Pretty much until that night happened. And I don't know, sometimes they can go hand in hand. And I feel like it would be a bad thing if Liverpool went up because, you know, we'd be looking on. We've got the trophy yeah. and we're watching these teams. We're about to, one of them's about to collect it. You know, you, we're still, fans are still going to be dreaming of going to Istanbul and, Doing something which right now seems impossible, but is at the same time quite possible as well. You know, Real Madrid reached three finals in a row. Why not Liverpool? Why not? Absolutely. I why not? And I'm Liverpool saying Liverpool on the board are a much better team than that Real Madrid team were. I think in terms of what was going on in the league as well at the time. But you know, it, it is hard to win the league, your league, your respective league, and win the Champions League. I think it's a difficult. Very it well the hardest one point thing.
1: away from doing it last year yeah Mad. of course I mean of course again I'm trying to say this as a devil's advocate just in case there the people I'm, I'm not coming down and so we still top the group you know mm-hmm. Um, and, and I'm fully confident of it uh, uh, of, of us getting a result in and put, I'm, I'm pushing on as well it's just interesting to put these things in the mix just so people give me yeah. stick on Twitter mm-hmm. winning breeds winning doesn't it there's, there's no yeah, doubt about absolutely. it and while it may be super difficult
2: to go all the way in the Champions League and all the way in the Premier League for like the whole season Liverpool have the, the team, the ability to do it, but you know, they are in a position now in the league. They've got the most points in top flight history out after thirteen games. They could be in no better position, really, apart from the you know, the two points against Man United. But you know, no team has ever been in a better position than this. And I think from this position, it, I think it would be devastating if Liverpool don't win the league. I mean, I'm gonna put it out there now, you know there's a long way to go, but it, it just seems like they they have to win it from here, almost. But I, I would I think it would be a real, I I do think it would be damaging going out of the Champions League. I really do. The the group stages, I think it it would do so much for confidence thinking how have we not got through in a group where you're playing Salzburg and Genk can you think that they're they're games you should be winning as European champions, as prospective Premier League like challengers. You know, I I, I just don't think it would be a happy camp should they exit this competition.
1: No, absolutely not. We don't want it at all. Let's just look at the, um, at this incredible fixture list for, for December. Um, so we start Liverpool Brighton, of course, Saturday, but that's, the, that's, that's uh, Which is still a pleasant
2: start, really.
1: It is. Uh, the 4th of December is Everton in a derby at Anfield. Less pleasant. <laughs> Less pleasant. Well, hopefully <laughs> a, good, a good outcome.
0: Horrific in terms of pain, I think, to watch the derby. Just the game you don't want to lose, even though Liverpool oh. probably what's the percentage of Liverpool winning quite high. But, oh my God, I hate the derby.
1: Yeah, know, they're horrible, aren't they? Even though they don't really mean much these, but I suppose they always mean something, don't they? Especially if you know, with momentum and stuff like that. You, well, that's, you
2: imagine what the difference would be if Everton won? Like the the yeah, oh, it just
1: wouldn't even be worth.
0: I think yeah, I coming think on Twitter for yeah. a few days. No, it
1: wouldn't. Yeah, I think I'd be in or lo-
0: work. In, Can we just stay
1: <laughs> off? Lock myself in a caravan. I think. Um, so that's the fourth. That's the so that's the first game of December is mm-hmm. is Everton, uh, and then three days later, so that's the Wednesday. Uh, Wednesday evening a quarter past eight kickoff. Is it is that right? Yes, yes, it is, uh, yeah, because Amazon have changed yeah. the time. That's nice of them. Well, it's or well, the kickoff's anytime between nine and five thirty, isn't it? It's That's just... normally what Amazon do, isn't it? You're waiting all day for the parcel. <laughs> um <laughs> Saturday, I had to explain that, I I could see the look on your face, you going, where do you go with that Amazon gag meal? Um Saturday the seventh is uh, is so we've got the Wednesday, it's a little massive a derby. Then Saturday we've got Bournemouth away. You know, it's Bournemouth, but anyway, any away. Fixture is, is slightly more difficult, isn't it? Um, and then the Tuesday the 10th, so that's three games in, in, in six days. Mm-hmm. We've got the little matter of uh, Salzburg away mm-hmm. to progress in the Champions it's League. It's
2: essentially a knockout game now. Yeah,
1: absolutely is. And then we've got Liverpool-Wofford on the 14th. So there we go. There's one, two, three, four games in 10 days.
0: They're not the most... Difficult sides to play. I wouldn't say. But yeah, but it's, it's, they're it's the they're the games. Fatigue, isn't it? They're the games that just can be tricky, like we've seen over the the course of the season already. I feel like we play better against the better teams, obviously, but it's these ones that can just catch you, clip your ankles. Well, and this they? is the
1: one, especially with especially with you know the, the amount of time we've got to play them. That's four. That's four games in in ten days. <sighs> then the seventeenth, we play Villa in the League Cup. And then amazingly the next day
0: We play well and I thought it was gonna be the under twelves. So. Yeah, no,
1: we me, you and yeah, Colin. Yeah, are yeah, <laughs> are we selected. going? Are we going, yeah. Going, yeah. Get your boots, <laughs> clean your boots. Um, and then the next day we've got to go to where is that getting Qatar. So that's only down the road, isn't it? <laughs> um and that's on the eighteenth. So 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 we've got games. Uh, the 4th, the 7th, the 10th, the 14th, the 17th and the 18th. Wow. And then Just.
2: if we win on the 18th, we've got another one. Um the, the World Cup, either Club Cup final or the third place playoff a couple of days later after that as well.
1: And then we've got Delicious. the, uh, and then, <laughs> and then <laughs> <is> the 26th, <laughs> we've got Leicester away. Which, Which is the big probably game.
0: the hardest the most the informed month. team yeah. in the league
2: at the minute, aren't they? They are yeah. flying. Vardy's got the best conversion rate of any striker in Europe at yeah, the moment. They've got the best
1: defensive, and they record. are I flying. Think
0: actually, watching Leicester's games, I think they've been they played better than Liverpool and City all season.
1: Yeah, they played very, very well. And then, do you think that's the last game? Of we course, it's November. December. No, of course so not. Weird. We've got Wolves at home. Then
0: you like Father Christmas? here, giving us these. Well, little, we've got it, you know. Gifts,
1: it, I mean, success baguette. breeds this, doesn't it? And the fact of the matter is, but it is a horrendous. The 4th, the 7th, the 10th, the 14th, the 17th, the 18th. The West Ham game postponed. Uh, the 25th and the 29th. It's just ridiculous. Isn't There's another it? one That's in there na- as well,
2: if you remember the final slash third place player so for the Club called like Cup as well. Yeah. nine so, games. Yeah. But then I think you've got to look at it. If you asked any of those players, would they swap the success they had last season? Yeah, of course. No, no. not a chance. Sorry.
1: No, no it is but how, how does just put yourself in Klopp's position for a second how does he how does he approach this kind of thing especially with the pressure that's on because everyone wants to beat him Beating Liverpool now is the highest scalp anyone can have yeah how does he approach this with the squad he's got
2: so for the club world cup and Aston Villa game he's going to play the youngsters in the Carabao Cup um i think that'll be it's, it'll be a team managed by Neil Critchley who is the under 23s manager um and he'll go out to Qatar around that it's just so busy, and this is what we we've spoke about before the season. We spoke about for so long. It's that strength and depth that you desperately, desperately need at this time of the season because players are going to need a rest. Players are going to need to. Shikiri might even get a game. I I fully expect the likes of shakiri and to come to come into this side and and to make a difference because you know when you're facing a game every three days for a, for a month, yeah, you you need you can't you can't do that physically. You can't play ninety minutes for all those games to, unless you're probably the goalkeeper. So. Yeah, the squad is going to be so important. You know, like Shakiri, Origi, oxlade Chamberlain, probably Gomez as well. Like, they're all going to be coming in and playing a really vital part. And we've got some good youngsters as well, to be fair, Keith, haven't yeah.
0: we? Yeah, they absolutely battered them. Uh, didn't Natalie. he? He 6-0, 7-0 in the end. Kirsha uh, uh, Jones just, just looks. Mm. Yeah, he's amazing. Looks he, a baller, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. And confidence as well, is what we've seen his little. Uh,
1: well, if, I think they've all benefited as well from the little foire's into the first team, haven't they? They've gone in there, they've done well in there, and and um...
0: I think Aston Villa might be quite worried looking at that that game yesterday. I know, they haven't they haven't been quite as good as they were yesterday in the UEFA Youth League, actually. But I mean, look I've been looking with a little thinking, bit of perspective
2: oh as well, they Napoli are bottom of the group in that UEFA Youth League, and I think they've only got a point and they've got a goal difference about minus twenty now. So I don't think they're the best youth up in the world, but still, you have to put. You have to be on the game passment. And honestly, I, I watched the game and I think 7 0 probably flattered Napoli. The young Liverpool team, the likes of Harvey Elliott, the likes of Curtis Jones, were all Which over. Was Mere Brewster playing? No, he wasn't actually. Um, Elijah Dixon Bonner played. He, he played really <coughs> well. LaRucci played really well on the left. And yeah, they were excellent. But I think. I think Rooters... that Villa
0: could be worried just because it'll be embarrassing for them, Premier League side, to get beat by Liverpool's kids. Mm. And I'd love I'd love them to do it it'd be, be I know, it'd mean it? another game then wouldn't it but obviously that'd be just I think we'd just give it to them then just let the kids see how far the kids can go in the cup
1: yeah it would be brilliant is Bruce Bruce on a long deal for Bruce Burnley?
2: yeah they are in January um, they are certainly willing to let him go but I think any sort of um, offer will have to guarantee him playing time because yeah. that's what's so important for him right now he's well, there's too, no point in going if you're no, not going to play he's too good for that under 23s level He's not going to break into Liverpool's first team right now, ahead of Mane, Firmino and Salah. Yeah. So he needs to go to another Premier League team, really, and just be guaranteed some game time. And that's what Liverpool will write into any contract that gets signed come January. But they certainly are open to a move for him just to get him some games and get him fit and ready for the next season.
0: I think it's important in his development, isn't it, as well? Because we we're not going to see much of him, Origi's, you'd say, in yeah. front of him in terms of that. So, you know, if he can go... What, what are they talking? What level? Championship, Premier League?
2: Yeah, Premier League size they're looking at. Yeah, so I mean, that, I think that's important for him as well because Liverpool put so much faith in him when he was, you know, out injured. Klopp moved him straight up to the first team at Melwood, and they have they, you know, he's so 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 highly rated, and we've seen a little bit of his talents and what he can do. And I, I think you know, a Premier League move will be good for
1: him if he can get some games and get some goals. Yeah, absolutely. Well, anyway, let's just let's just you know round things off positively. It might sound sometimes like we're trying to pick apart, but we're trying to pick apart for. For the benefit of just, um,
2: you know, well, you just, can wax lyrical about this Liverpool team all day, well, every day. day, day It's
1: it all. It's interesting to see, and and even more impressive the fact that they're not quite. You know, the Rolls Royce is misfired and every now and again, but we're still, we're still, we're still pulling out results. Um, just a little thing to end on, really, just to just sums up the the atmosphere that uh, we have in, in Liverpool Football Club at the moment, and I think very much generated by Klopp and. And has just seeped down the ranks. Have you seen this? I know it's a Nivea promotion, but there's a lovely bit of bit of stuff on on social media about Van Dyke going to meet the kid who get the the Liverpool lifelong Liverpool fan. It's life. lovely, isn't it?
0: David Lyons, I think. The, it's the it, it, it's
1: it, it's the old lump in the throat time. And you watch these things and you think, you know what? And that Liverpool have needed to do that for a long time. I, I, and I have to say this: uh, I think, I think the, the work that Everton do in the community has far exceeded anything yeah. Liverpool have ever done. Yeah. Um, and I mean that. Uh, you know, they they have they have they have really been good to the community, particularly around the Everton area. But they've been they've been brilliant. So, and I think Liverpool have been have been missing over the years of, of community spirit, and, and and now it's great to see that they are doing a hell of a lot like that. And and um, and it's a lovely piece. If you haven't seen it, I mean, it's not hard to get hold of. You'll see it on on social media. It's Virgil Van Dyke uh, turns up, and there's a guy who collects trolleys. It's uh, one of the ASDAs and he's, um He was uh, starved of oxygen as a ch- as a child, and um, but he's uh, see, he's followed the pool. Every goes to every away game, doesn't he? Yeah. And uh, I think Nivian now paying for all his away packages and stuff like that. But it's a lovely little thing. And it just and off the back of that, I read something during the week that Mane's quotes about him. He pays everyone where he lives and where he's from in Senegal he pays everyone in his community 70 euros a week isn't there something like that I
2: yeah I saw it but he, he, he and
1: Salah actually both give so much back to their he's built a stadium he's built a sc- schools, and he's just said I don't want cars I don't want planes I just want to ha-. and it's just it's such a lovely thing to see it makes you proud I'm proud of him on the pitch but it makes you proud to know that off the pitch you've got people uh, representing the club like that okay I'll just about do it. Connor's on. Thank you very much, my friend. Long may those trousers live. Thank you very <laughs> much. And uh, Kevin O'Neill, thank you very much. You it's very the much. dream team this now. Enjoy your picnics. Oh, very much. you Thank you very
0: much. Uh,
1: this is Neil Fitz on another Poetry emotion. Uh Just keep on doing what you're doing, Reds. We are incredibly, incredibly proud of this team and what they're achieving. This is the kind of thing at the moment, I was saying to a lad the other day, what we're witnessing now is what we'll be telling our grandkids about. Mm. We remember. We remember what it was like then. And this is now we're living it now. It's it's an extraordinary time to be a Liverpool fan. We've said this before. Uh, please keep supporting all the Blood Red podcasts. Uh, we really appreciate you listening to this, and uh, and we'll see you uh, in a couple of weeks, Sam. Probably the next one of these will be after the derby, I would imagine. So hopefully more good news. And we'll be about even there. further ahead. <laughs> even further ahead, and Sam Big Sam will be back <laughs> at the helm. Well, he'll be Sam uh, Saminio um, <laughs> Aladicio. Yeah. got to change his name he's got a job. Uh, thank you very thank you very much for listening once again. This has been portrait Emotion with me, Neil Fitzmaurice.
0: You've been listening to the Poetry in Motion podcast on the Blood Red channel.